Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my fiance, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It's September 25th. 1998 it is and we are i don't know almost almost one year one season behind 90210 we're we're closing up we're catching up how many seasons behind were we like like i think we started this show four seasons in yeah i think it was it was because we we didn't start at the when we first started doing these shows for you all like five years ago or four years ago, we we didn't start doing nine hundred two one zero right away. It was something you listened to or you you watched, and then we talked about I don't know maybe halfway through the year right. in nineteen ninety four. Yeah, and that was essentially the beginning of our show. So nine hundred two one zero began in nineteen ninety. So yeah, we were so four seasons by nineteen ninety four. We were like four and a half seasons. Behind, so we're catching up. We are about a season behind now. Trudging along. Yeah, trudging is the is the <laughs> operative word when it comes to this show. Unfortunately, uh, I miss Brenda and Dylan. But we do it for you, everyone. Even though the show is not really good anymore, <laughs> we do it for you. Yeah. So, uh, comic relief. Very little of that in this episode, but that is what it's called. <laughs> Do you want to start with with uh, Steve Sanders' storyline? Sure. So his comic uh, like evolution. So um, from hack to thief. So was it Noah that's auditioning? The people or well, David? Because no, I feel like I picture David. But. It's not David. It's okay. Noah. Okay. Noah and Valerie. It starts okay. out, I think, with just Noah, but they're the owners of the club. Right. So they're the ones doing the auditioning. They've decided to have a comic night at a nightclub. Which is, stu- yeah, it's just stupid. It doesn't fit. Like, this is a dance club. People go there to dance, not listen to comics. Yeah, it's like. The listen to music and everything. Mm-hmm. There's comedy clubs exist. This is not one of them. There's a lot of them in Los Angeles, by the way. You ever yeah. been to fucking Caroline's? No. Or the Ha Ha Hole or fucking uh, Catch a Rising Star or, you know, I don't know. Is have Catch you? a Rising Star in New York? I'm not sure. I was going to say, have you been to any of these places? Catch a, Rising sure Star, Catch a Rising Star is uh, better known than its sister club across town, which is... Um, Glimpse an aging hack. Oh wow, that's nice. But yeah, so they're auditioning all these terrible comics, mm-hmm. and then Steve wanders in and is like, "Hey, and is as bad as all the rest of them." Let me give it a shot. They're stupid jokes, and Steve's like, "Hey, those are dumb. Those jokes are dumb. I could do better than this." And Noah's like, "Why don't you fucking audition then?" And so Steve's like, "Sure, I'll audition." So he goes up there. First of all, Steve is somewhat funny in the show. Yeah, he can be. He's probably the most comedic character, I guess. There's not a lot of comedy in 90210. No. But he's probably the most comedic character. But he is not 
a good stand-up. No. I don't know if he's trying to be a bad stand-up, like if that's the point of this, or if he's trying to be good. If, if this was his stand-up, I mean, no. Because it's not even the material. I mean, the material's terrible. Right. But, but, but it's his delivery. He does this thing where he, like... Uh, he like he starts up here, and then he kind of eats the rest, you know, like kind of mm-hmm. like where he just like goes down and everything because they'll say it's stuff, and it doesn't it doesn't work. No, he's inaudible sometimes, or nearly inaudible. You have to strain to hear him. And- it it makes it sound like he's embarrassed to be up there, which is not good. Be. Well, yeah, but. Yeah, I mean, it was fucking awful. He's like, oh, let me get my one-liners. Like, that's not a stand-up act, first of all. No, I mean, he's not Henny Youngman or fucking Rodney Dangerfield. There are there are only a few, or maybe Stephen Wright, too. There are only a few people that can go up there and just give one-liner after one-liner after one-liner. Right. That's, like, rapid fire. I'm doing, I'm doing 30 minutes, so I'm doing essentially, like, 70 jokes. Like, that's not how stand-up's done most anymore. It's more storytelling and stuff like that. But, you know, like there, like I said, you have to be super talented to be able to be like a Rodney Dangerfield and, and be like, he is not. let me tell you about my wife, you know, I walked in, you know, whatever, you know, the shit he, he, did, he used to do. But for some reason, because, you know, the show is the show, uh, everybody starts cracking up at his jokes when he's auditioning. And his jokes are so dumb. He's like... He goes, yeah, I'm taking, uh... he has that thing, too, where he grits his teeth. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of it, too. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm taking uh, uh, self-defense lessons. And he's like, uh, $50, 15 weeks, $50 a week or something like that. And the sensei is like, oh, you can only use this in self-defense. And he's like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, you don't, whatever. What does he say? You don't, like, buy a... a- Burger and not eat it or something? It's something dumb like that, right? And he's like, uh, I'm using this every chance I get. I said I didn't want tomatoes on uh, my hamburger. Hi-ya! And he does yeah. this whole, like... Really <laughs> stupid, stupid martial arts It's thing. supposed to be, like, physical comedy. And then his second joke is, Grandma gave me oatmeal cookies. Hi-ya! Grandma said I don't like oatmeal cookies. It's the same joke twice in a row. And for some reason, I, I don't, like, they, they never explained it. Like, there was a gas leak or something in the building. <laughs> for some reason, everyone around starts, like, giggling and cracking up and everything. Were they so starved for anything even close to resembling <laughs> the structure of a joke? Right. Maybe. I don't know. But they decide to hire him like he was their best option. Uh-huh. See, my thought is, if he's your best option, that's proof that you shouldn't have a comedy night. Exactly. And, like, there are a lot. This is insulting to the Los Angeles comedy scene, by the <laughs> way, too. Because there are so many young comics that want opportunities. I mean, this is not not be a great opportunity, but, you know, yeah. like, whatever. They, they take it. It's a paying gig. And to not find any of them. Like, the, the, there's just a bunch of hack amateurs around. Mm-hmm. It's like the comedians you know, and then everyone else sucks. No, that's not how it goes. So, yeah, so Steve actually tries to perform in front of people. When the the actual night comes, he's all nervous. He wants Carly to watch him, and she's like, yeah, it'll be great, you know, or whatever. And Mm -hmm. she she gets some time off the peach pit next door and goes and watches him. And he starts doing his, like, fucking martial arts joke to 
dead silence. Could hear a pin drop. And I thought, yes, good. But why didn't that happen when he auditioned? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense why they thought it was funny during the audition when it's clearly not funny. But I was like, yes, this is, he should bomb. He should realize I'm not funny or whatever and stop. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden he does jokes that are almost as bad, not quite as bad, where he's talking about, you know, how uh, whenever we were frightened, you, you'd you lift your, your, your whatever, you put something over your head. Like if you were a boy, you'd put like your jacket over your head. And if you were a woman, you'd lift your skirt over your head. <laughs> Which is stupid. And he's like, well, we should do that in today's society. And, and he's like, I want a job. And he's like pretending to be a girl with a skirt over her head. And everyone thinks it's fucking hilarious. I don't know why. It still is dumb. Are they planning to try to make his character become a comedian or something? Because I think that's really stupid and they should not do it. I mean, like, Full House, Uncle... Not Uncle Jesse. What the fuck's the other one's name? Joey. Joey. Like, he's not funny, but he's funnier than this. And, you know... You're right. He's not funny. (laughs) Like, they're not even trying. No offense, uh, Detroit's own, uh, I can't remember his real name, but Joey. Well, he didn't write the jokes on the show. Dave Coulier. But, yeah, like Mr. Woodchuck and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, it just... Is a word? I just really... It's the funniest thing in the world. I really hope this is one of those storylines that, like, exists as a filler and doesn't actually matter, because I don't want more of this. Well, he's, like, he goes to Carly at the end, and Carly's like, that was great, and he was like, yeah, I stole it. I stole it from Richard Belzer. Actual comedian Richard Belzer. And you're telling me that sometime in the 70s, when Richard Belzer was doing stand-up comedy, he actually... This wasn't his closer, obviously. He was a better stand-up than this. So you're telling me he did a joke where where they lift their skirt over their head when they're scared? I guess so, yeah. And he was a great comedian. Oh, great, great strong. Okay. Richard Belzer, I think, was a good comedian for the 70s and early 80s, a time when stand-up was still in its nadir, I would say. I just, I didn't get that this was really a real person. I thought it was just for the 902 in a world. No, Richard Belzer exists. What the fuck? Yeah, he's on, I think, Homicide, Life on the Street or something like that now. Okay. Or maybe Law and Order. I'm not sure. He's Sound on, like funny shows. He's on... <laughs> Uh-oh, I broke him. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Yeah, he's better on those shows probably. <laughs> he He had some funny stuff. Uh, back in the day, but yeah, I mean, it's and like I said, great, I think would be a, an overstatement, but I do think he was a good comedian. So I'm, I'm guessing then that, that he's going to continue to do this, but I would hope that he'd be smart enough not to. I think there's going to be a, one more episode that continues the storyline and then Richard Belzer is going to guest on that episode or something. <laughs> we'll like see. he's going to be doing an act at uh, one of the, the the clubs or something like that. And then Richard Belzer is going to be like, yeah, you're a fucking thief, Stephen Sanders. Yeah. Could happen. That's my guess. 
So I don't think anything else really happened, like with him and Carly or anything, right? No, no. He's like they they have vague conversations about I'll help you with your child and your mom's moving and stuff, but it's nothing big. Um. So I know you said you want to save Brandon for last. Oh yeah. So then we're gonna talk about Donna and David oh, and Valerie. Donna, David, and Valerie. Yeah, <laughs> sure. And Noah. It's a love quadrangle. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Like, Valerie and David are trying to convince everyone uh-huh. that they're a couple. They begin the episode. In his or her bedroom. Her bedroom, yeah. Making all the sounds, banging the headboard against the wall. And she's just, oh, 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 oh. David. And he's just sitting there looking at her like she's crazy because, you know, she fucking is. And... I, what I thought was the best was just like when the guys are downstairs, like I didn't know David had it in him. <laughs> but like, had it in him for what? Fuck. Right. And then uh, Brandon says, "Somehow I knew Valerie did." <laughs> so like they've had sex, they've been a couple. Mm-hmm. Like this seems way more awkward and estranged than it should this whole pretending like they should be better at this yeah they don't need to do all this stuff all that needs to happen is he needs to try to sneak out in the morning right and like oh hey what's up guys that seems less you know like like this seems very overt mm-hmm. but i mean i don't know that it would occur to anybody that they're pretending honestly yeah like, that seems... Because it's childish, and they're supposed to be adults. <laughs> Valerie does have a great line at one point. She's talking to Noah, because that's what they're... They're trying to make the other ones jealous. And she says something to Noah, and she's like, yeah, I guess uh, he needed a... I guess he needed a refresher after teeny daughter or something like that. That, yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> I mean, him and Donna had sex. Once. They need to lay apparently. off. They had sex more than once, didn't they? I don't Who know. Who said it was only once? They sometimes they imply that it was only once. Really, I think so, but I don't know. That's fucked up. That's well, I, really fucked I up. I agree. Once you do it once, you might as well just keep doing it. Agreed. It's already happened, dude. Exactly. You know the difference between a pregnant woman and a light bulb. What? You can unscrew a light bulb. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, anything else that we want to say about them? <laughs> You are in a rush to get to Brandon's storyline, aren't you? Maybe. Um, well, I mean, like, not really. I mean, nothing super interesting happens. Like, Donna's very snarky about it. Uh, Valerie's, they're, Noah, well, so she kicks him out. She kicks, Donna kicks David out of the beach house. Oh, yeah. And he says, I'll go live with Valerie. Yeah, that. That salt in the wound. So, uh, but other than that, no, nothing really happens. It's it's all it's all laying the groundwork for this coming to a head in the next episode or two. Right. I think it's kind of shitty that she kicks him out twice. <laughs> she's like she, kicking him out all the. She's kicking. She's kicking him out as often as George Steinbrenner fired Billy Martin. <laughs> I love that you laughed at that. You have no idea. What I have I'm no idea. About. But anybody out there that's a baseball fan knows. But I mean, like, she kicked him out. She begged him to move back in. Yep. And then she kicks him back out. Like, there's a definite power, like, dynamic that is off in this relationship. 
1977 Billy Martin versus 1978 Billy Martin versus 1981 Billy Martin. What? It's just the. I'll tell you later. Okay. I'll explain it later. Billy Martin was just a guy that George Steinbrenner kept firing until he died. Wow. Essentially. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but what else is going on in this episode? Donna has to model. No. No, no, no not no. Donna. Kelly has to Kelly's model. Kelly's modeling. For Donna. Donna oh. needs a model. <laughs> Donna's wearing a trench coat and glasses <laughs> and, a, and a hat. Sitting in a dark room at one single table, and she's like, I need a model. No, like, to me, the most... For me, Kelly. The most unbelievable thing in this episode yeah. is that Donna is begging Kelly to fill in as a model because she can't possibly find anyone else in all of Los Angeles right. who is available and willing to be a model It's for the her. same thing with the co- comedians. Right. Like, what the fuck, people? 90210 is just uh, so used to their, their studio being bereft of talent that they're like the entire town must be too <laughs> that's awful but no yeah. offense entire cast crew and writers <laughs> room of 902 no but yeah so she agrees she's like oh my boss will let me take some time off today it'll be fine mm-hmm. and of course he does because you know he wants to sleep with her sure so <laughs> she goes and does the modeling and then she has pictures which i don't really yeah, do models get Polaroids of their shoots? That's like, not really the normal way sense. that works, but whatever. Yeah, so it's far from Ansel Adams. And this creepy, lecherous doctor mm-hmm. is like looking over her shoulder, breathing on her, yeah. looking in her purse. Let me see these pictures. No, the no, fuck? That's okay. And then he grabs them, and he's looking through them. I don't want you to look at them. He's like, oh, let me just... Uh, Ooh, look at this one. I knew you had another side to you. Yeah, oh my God. Like, what an icky, icky man. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like, and then he says something like, uh, oh, you should dress sexy like this at work or something like that. Or no, that's what he says. He goes, it's uh, too bad that all this sexiness is being wasted on a young man without uh, experience or something like that. Holy shit, he said that? I didn't remember that. Oh, my God. Yes. Wow. He insults Brandon and props himself up as a, you know, experienced man. He's He he tells her that he's, because he has an angry phone call with his wife. Mm-hmm. He tells her that he and his wife are in the midst of a divorce or something like that. They're, yeah. they're having problems. Which is, like, also really unprofessional. Like, you don't really need to be telling your employee about your mm-hmm. relationship with your wife. But <clears throat> So she says something to Brandon about it, and Brandon's finally clued in that this is not normal. Right? Like, I think he was just too distracted because, you know... Of the storyline we'll get to? The, the, the pussy that's waiting for him. Oh, wow! Oh my gosh! Yeah, she 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 reminds me of like I don't know, like a cartoon. I think there's like a cartoon with like a like a Hollywood sophisticate or something like that that wears like a a hat and uh, you know what she reminds me of? Hmm. Uh, remember the movie that we saw, um, Empire Records? Yes. You know the the 
woman that was like the handler for Rex Manning. Yeah. With with the hat and the hair like that. She reminds me of that woman. Okay. Sophisticated and like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm hooked into Hollywood. That's what she reminds me of. But yeah, her, her relentless pursuit of Brandon continues. Yeah, but we got to okay. finish okay. Uh, the storyline for Kelly first. All right. So she says something to Brandon. Brandon's like, oh, man, that sucks. And she's like, well, I, do you think I should turn him in? And he goes, why don't you confront him first? That seems like bad advice. Yes. I think Brandon's got this all wrong. Yeah. But so she does. She confronts him. And she's like, look, uh, I think that you're being inappropriate and you need to stop and everything. And it, for like a split second, you think he's going to be like, oh, okay. He's like, huh, inappropriate. Well, let me tell you something, bitch. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, what is the world coming to when uh, some whore like you can't take a compliment or whatever? He like, he turns into the epitome of just the fucking asshole mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, his his mask was pretty thin to begin with, but it comes yeah. off. Yeah. He is a monster. And so she just leaves and... He basically says, hey, if you can't take it, you should look for another job. Yeah. So now I think she should report him. Well, of course. But I that, mean, it's not like he owns the place, right? Like, they both work for the same corporation or whatever. Yeah, it's some weird it's some weird foundation. Ch- charity foundation that that is trying to help the homeless people of Los Angeles, I guess. I don't know. Or the indigent. Right. I mean, I had an employer once tell me if I couldn't handle it, I couldn't have the job because they started flirting with me right in the interview. Wow, nice. Yeah. How long did you work there? Uh, about <laughs> six months, a year, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just saying, there are assholes. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but speaking of assholes, Brandon... <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is wrong with him. I don't know what is happening with him, but I don't like it. So she calls. Or wait, no, no. I think what happens first is what's her name, Emma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a thing for uh, women with e names, right? But uh, so Emma comes to. Well, first Kelly is like, "Hey, is she going to write another article?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "I don't know. I don't know. We'll see." And then Emma comes to the paper. While Kelly's there, and she's like, "Oh, I finally get to meet you!" And he's like, "Hey, this is Kelly. This is Emma." And they shake hands and everything. And that's all he says. Mm-hmm. And so then she's at the she's at the um, nightclub thing. She gets invited by I don't know somebody. Somebody invited her to sure. Steve. I think Steve invited her because she knows him from the paper. The too. paper, yeah. So she's there, and she's like, goes like she's gonna kiss him or whatever. Oh, wait, wait, wait! I'm, yeah, back I'm, it up. I'm all back it up. All, okay, you take over. You're better. Oh at this no, because I'm not good with the details. I just know that it happened. <laughs> so they see each other at the paper, and uh, Kelly's like, "Oh, well, I gotta go," and she she leaves and everything. She said to him prior, she's like, "Hey, can we? You want to go out to lunch or whatever?" And he's oh like, yeah, and he lied. Yeah, because the the woman, Emma, she's like, hey, uh, we can talk about my next article at lunch or whatever. And he's like, okay. So then Kelly's like, hey, do you want to have lunch? And he's like, I can't um, because 
uh, I, I've, I'm just going to be eating lunch here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she's like, okay. Yeah. He's a fucking filthy liar. And then he goes out to lunch with Emma. And while he's out, Kelly calls him. And the woman that's working for them, the illustrator that's also a secretary somehow, um, says, oh, yeah, he's not here. He's, he, he went out to lunch. Yeah. And she's like, oh. And so she becomes all suspicious. Yeah. As and, anyone would be. And Donna's like, oh, don't worry about it. Donna gives her bad advice, too. Yeah. Well, Donna doesn't know anything about relationships. That's true. So they're at lunch and they're talking business and she's like, okay, we're done with the business portion of lunch now. Mm-hmm. Now it's the pleasure portion. And so they get all fucking flirty and end up kissing. When he drives her back to her house. Yeah. He kisses her. Well, He's a filthy fucking cheater. She, to be fair, she goes to kiss him. He accepts and returns the kiss. Okay. So he does kiss her, but... but yeah, does it really matter? He didn't initiate it. He lied about where he was going. Mm-hmm. He spent the entire afternoon with her. Well, I'm not defending him. And then he kissed her back. So I don't really think it matters whether he initiated the kiss or not. He's still a filthy fucking cheater. I, I mean, I agree. I'm not defending him at all. Um, But so then she goes, do you want to come in? And he goes, no, not this time or whatever. And she's like, but you will. And then she shows up at the club. That's mm-hmm. the next time we see her. Where she goes to try to kiss him again. And he kind of like puts his hands, you know, like out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he looks over in Kelly's direction and Kelly's looking over at them. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, hey, you know, you're here. It's nice to see you again. And Emma like gets Brandon aside and goes, yeah, this is Kelly, my girlfriend. Uh, that's how easy that would have been or <laughs> whatever. Yeah, she's pissed. Like, it, it didn't even occur to me that she didn't know Kelly was his girlfriend until that moment. Did it occur to you? No, not until she mentioned that she did not know it all. Yeah. Uh, so, she writes another article. She throws it on his desk. Here's an article. It's about uh, fucking infidelity or whatever. And she's like, okay. And so, Kelly gets an advanced copy of it from Steve. And she's reading it. And she's like, oh, this article's great. And she's like... Yeah, the person that Emma's writing about, you know, it's so funny. Like, once she found out that uh, the most interesting thing about the article is once she found out that the guy had a girlfriend, she still wants him anyway. And did Brandon not read the article? He's the editor. I I think, I mean, they just put that in there. He acts shocked at that that news. Mm -hmm. And um, he's like, huh. And she, he goes, what, what, don't you think that uh, it's bad though? Like the. With the girlfriend and everything. And she's like, I don't know. Maybe they have something that him and the girlfriend don't. And she's arguing against her own self-interest. Which yeah. She doesn't know it. And he says, um, but how do you know? Like, if you have something or whatever. She's like, well, how do you know with me? And he goes, I don't know. I just know. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, there you go. And they kiss. And then the phone rings. And he goes, hello? And it's her. And she's like, I'm wet thinking about you or whatever she says. And he goes, hello. And she goes, oh, Kelly's there. (laughs) Hello. So fucking, I'm just like, he has done nothing. Like since freshman fucking year of high school, Uh he has wanted to be with Kelly. Um, no, that's not, that's there. That's not accurate in any way. He did too. He had a crush on her in the beginning. First of all, I think we we first come upon them sophomore year of high school. Okay, fine. And second of all, 
he maybe had a small crush on her. Or wait, was it Kelly that had the crush on him? Yes, Kelly had a crush on him. Oh. He, Never he looked at her as a sister. Yeah. It wasn't until she was banging Dylan that he was like, oh, that's a toy I want now. Okay, never mind. But still, he he should he wanted there was the ring. I mean, like the ring. They're supposed to be together. I don't like this one ring to rule them all. I don't like them together anyway. Well, I don't like them together, but I I don't like them apart. I I just don't like them. Wow. I just don't like. Them. I don't. Okay, so I don't I don't like their relationship really. I don't think they have great chemistry. Those two actors. Um. And I don't think their relationship is interesting. Mm-hmm. But I think what he's doing is fucking awful. I think it's going to blow up the dynamics of the show if, if like, they break up. It's also not the first time he's cheated on Kelly. True. He's a cheater. He cheated with Emily Valentine. He's absolutely a cheater. He's. They want to make him out like he's some nice guy or whatever, but he is a fucking... He is a snake in the grass. Yeah. It's awful. I'm sad. Brandon has disappointed me. It was an interesting episode, though. Yeah. Outside of the horrible comedy, it was a pretty interesting episode. I mean, the horrible comedy was still it was still interesting, like, wondering why, why, why the writers chose to do that to us. <laughs> Anytime, like, a lot of drama happens, so it ends up being interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's why they do this shit. It's so, the whole point. We'll see what happens. We'll see if... Uh, do you think that Valerie and David will actually start having sex? Like, it's just going to evolve into that? Maybe. I liked them together. Yeah, I, I thought... I mind them getting married together. I thought they were good together, too. I thought he, he was better with her than he was with Donna. Yeah, for sure. But uh, that is the episode for the week, everyone. Carol, why don't you tell the people where they can tell us who their favorite couple is? So you can write us at latefee1994 at AOL.com. Yes. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Yes. And share the uh, tapes with your friends. Oh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.